This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our guest at this time, you know him as a former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. You know him as a former Penn State quarterback. He's on the call for the Steelers game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday. He is Todd Blackledge. Todd, great to catch up with you again. Good to have you on the podcast once more. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be with you guys and, and happy to uh, happy to be in Pittsburgh for the weekend. How tough of an assignment is this for Mason Rudolph to be thrown into a starting position after really not playing for the better part of two years? Have you been in a situation where you've had to start after this long, having not even played, let alone started a game? Yeah, I don't remember at any point in my career that it it had been that long since I had last played, so I don't know that. But, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is he's a professional and he doesn't have to look very far just on the other side of the field tomorrow and see Jake Browning, who is in a similar situation up until four weeks ago, had not played at all. And so, you know, to see the success that he's had in stepping in for Joe Burrow, one of the one of the best quarterbacks in this league, um, you know, that that should be encouraging to Mason Rudolph. And, and we talked to him yesterday. He's excited for the opportunity and, and uh, you know, excited to go out there and, and try to compete. What have you seen from Jake Browning? We saw him in his first start when he played against the Steelers after Burrow had been ruled out for the rest of the year due to injury in the previous game. It wasn't that impressive, but he's been a lot better since. Where have you seen the quick growth and development in Browning's game? Well, I think it's been a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I think, you know, they have schematically done some things that, that suit him a little bit better. I think they learned and he learned in that first start against Pittsburgh what fits him better, um, you know, in what, what the Bengals can do. So there's a little bit more play action. Uh, there's a little bit more progression read stuff uh, that, that he's comfortable with. You know, they still have excellent targets and weapons to throw the ball to outside. He's been accurate. He's been decisive. And they've involved their running backs, I think, over the last three or four weeks more uh, in the screen game and just getting them involved in the passing game. So, you know, really, when you look at the first time these two teams played in week 12, 
uh, Chase Brown was not even in, involved. And the last three weeks, he's become a real factor for them, uh, particularly in the past game. How do you expect Tyler Boyd to be used in this game, given that the Steelers have been pretty weak over the middle of the field due to all their injuries and inside linebacker and safety? But with Chase out, are they inclined to try to use tight ends and the running backs in the middle of the field and have Boyd try to fill the void on the outside where Chase was so he and T. Higgins can still try to do damage downfield? I kind of think that, that Boyd will stay in the slot. I, I think that's, you know, kind of where he has been at his best throughout his career. Uh, I think Tanner Hudson, the one tight end, has kind of really come on as a as another weapon in the passing game in that part of the field. But I think that I think they'll fill in on the outside and, you know, have T, you know, kind of be the go to guy and, and Tyler Boyd still will be working primarily out of the slot. But the thing that the Bengals have done also uh, this the course of this season is they've put Higgins and Chase in the slot at times just because it's harder to double cover a guy when he's running out of the slot as opposed to being a, a wide out uh, outside. Todd Blackledge with us. He's on the call for NBC with Noah Eagle as we get ready for Steelers and Bengals on Saturday. My goodness, there have been more guys, more times an Eagle has been at Acrisure Stadium this year, Todd, than on Rooney, I think. Ryan has called about five or six of their games, and now you're working with Noah, who you worked with in college football all year, right? Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. When we were over in the in the Steelers facility uh, yesterday, getting ready to meet with some of the coaches and players, uh, that, that's what they were saying. Mike Tomlin walked in and said, man, you're making me feel old because I've been working with your dad, and now I look at you and and Noah is uh he's terrific you know he's 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 about to turn 27 years old but he is uh he is really really talented really buttoned up and obviously the pedigree and you know his dad's one of the best in the business right now and and Noah is is following in his footsteps yeah well, Noah's doing a great job calling pro and college football Mike Sundino playing college football most recently at Boston College. So I think we're all feeling a little bit old uh, when it comes to <laughs> Speaking of which, Todd, now wait a minute. I'm saying this out loud that the 83 draft, my gosh, that this is the anniversary year of that. Do you stay in touch with a lot of those guys? How often do you cross paths with them? Not too often. I mean, I'll run into, you know, some of them occasionally. Some of them got into coaching, you know, and so I would run into them in that way. Uh, other events, you know, through the years, I've when I was living in Canton in particular, I, I, you know, when guys would come back for the hall of fame and, and different functions with the hall of fame, I'd run into guys there because I was on the board of directors for the hall for, for a number of years. But uh, I don't, I don't run into them too often, but it's always good to get caught up when I do see them. Again, Todd Blackledge with us back to the Steelers and their quarterback situation. They've ruled Pickett out. I know they left the door open for him to play this week, potentially, coming off the ankle surgery that felt awful fast to me. But, you know, this will be the third time they start a quarterback. Uh, you've been in situations, Todd, where that's been the case. I think that was the case. The strike year in Kansas City, you had like five guys, and that was partially because of the strike. But you've had situations like this where multiple quarterbacks have had to play multiple games. Um, how tough is that on a locker room and on an offense to have to go through that many quarterbacks in a season? Well, I think in a locker room, no matter what position you're talking about, you know, football teams kind of embrace that motto or that mentality of next man up. You know, I mean, that that's what has to happen. You just have to have guys that are prepared and, and have been professional and have been, you know, getting their mental reps and their the right kind of preparation physically and mentally so that when they're called upon, they're, they're ready to step in and play. And, 
you know, that's been the, the way this year has been throughout the league, not just in Pittsburgh, not just in Cincinnati. I mean, my goodness, Cleveland is on their fourth quarterback right now, you know. And so there's only a handful of teams across the 32 teams in the league that have only had one starting quarterback all year. So it's, it's kind of been the norm uh, so far this year. What do you remember about seeing Mason Rudolph play? I know I'm testing it like we talked about before. It's been a while. There's not a lot of new, fresh tape on him. But whether it's been in the preseason when you've seen him, when he previously started that year when Ben was out, uh, the quick start during COVID when he played against the Lions in that tie at Akersher, or even going back to college, if you saw him in college, what do you think are his strongest attributes? Yeah, I think the best thing about him is, I mean, he's got arm talent. And I think he's got he's kind of aggressive by nature. And, and I think that that will will be good for him in this game this weekend, because I think, you know, this is a team that has struggled to score points. They've struggled to kind of attack the middle of the field and get the ball downfield. And I think that's I think that's what he does. Probably the best of, of his skill set is his ability to, to move the ball down the field and throw the ball down the field. And, you know, he's, he's good on his first read and he's aggressive and he's confident. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to hope that they can get some plays like that. You know, when these two teams played uh, back in week 12, uh, Pat, Pat Fryermuth had a big game, nine right. catches, 120 yards. They attacked the middle of the field. It actually the first play of the game, he caught one down the seam and, and he really hasn't had a game like that. I think he's only had nine catches the last few weeks combined. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if if that factors into the game tomorrow as well. Todd, you were here with the Steelers uh, through some tough times in the late 80s in 88. But then in 89, even though you got off to a really rough start, you ended up making the playoffs that year. Um, this has been a stretch for the Steelers where now if they don't get a playoff win this year, it'll be seven straight years without a postseason victory. You know how tough it can be here. What sort of tone are you expecting at Akershire Stadium tomorrow? Well, I think it's going to feel a little bit like a playoff game, quite honestly. I think Cincinnati is coming into it looking at it like, look, this you know we're fighting for our playoff lives and we expect that the Steelers are doing the same. And you know when these two teams met, uh, back in week 12, it seemed like when that game ended, you had two teams that were going in different directions and, you know, one headed to the playoffs and one kind of trying to get healed up before next year. And then all of a sudden things have changed. But but I do think both teams, you know, there's still a glimmer of hope for Pittsburgh and there's there's certainly hope for Cincinnati in terms of postseason. And so I would expect that um, I would expect that it will be that kind of an atmosphere and, and that kind of an approach to the game. I'm not sure how often over the years, Todd, you've interacted with Mike Tomlin in situations like this, pre-show meetings and whatnot. You just sort of referenced it a few moments ago. But how was his demeanor? Uh, have you noticed any change with him? This is probably, well, not probably, this is definitely the most scrutiny he's faced, not only locally but nationally, uh, given, like we yeah. said, the stretch of time without a playoff victory. Uh, how did he seem to you when you guys met yesterday? Well, that's the first time that I've ever, not the first time I've met him uh, or said hi to him or had a brief conversation. First time I've ever dealt with him in, in this way and sat with him in a production meeting. And I, I'll be totally honest, uh, he was as impressive of a head coach in that setting than anybody I've been around. And I've been doing this for about 30 years and granted, mostly all college, uh, but just his uh you know, his, his honesty the time that he spent, the detail that he went into with us, uh, it, it was, it was outstanding. And, you know, his, 
He did not seem uh, shaken confidence-wise or anything like that. I mean, he knows they're in a tough stretch, but um, but I was very impressed with him yesterday, and very thankful for the the time and the uh, you know the energy that he gave to us. Last thing, Todd, we haven't really talked about it from uh, this side of the ball too much, but the Steelers' defense specifically. We talked about Cincy's offense a bit, but the Steelers' defense specifically with uh, Minka being out and uh, Watt um, certainly having a good season. Cam Hayward has been dealing with injuries a bunch. Those are the three stars. But what do they have to do to shore up the run game so that uh, the Bengals aren't constantly in good down-and-distance situations? That was definitely an issue for Pittsburgh last week against the Colts. Yeah, it was last week, although when they played Cincinnati the last time, they did a great job uh, defending the run. Obviously, that to me starts with with Cam Hayward and, and him clearing concussion protocol and being back in the middle of that defense is huge for them uh, in terms of their run defense. I think, you know, the other thing is when they played the, the Bengals the first time and Jake Browning's first start, they were able to create some pressure. I think they had three or four sacks. They got a, an interception in the red zone that was a critical play uh, that led to a Steelers scoring drive right after that. Uh, the biggest concern is going to be, you know, he's playing better at this point, uh, playing with more confidence. They still have weapons, even though they don't have their best in Jamar Chase. And there's a lot of shifting and moving parts in the back end of this Pittsburgh defense right now. And so uh, it's just a matter of, you know, how – how creative that can they be? How complex they can they be? How much disguise they, can they use? Because they've they got a few guys playing different positions, and they got a few guys that are going to be playing more reps than they're used to playing. Did you call Watts games at Wisconsin? Uh, you know what? I think I probably did, although I did not have very many Wisconsin games uh, during the time that he was there. Um, I'm probably going to have more now <laughs> since I'm doing big <laughs> Big Ten games on NBC, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he obviously had a had a, has a great reputation, and then the guy that's behind him, Herbig. I, I did a couple of his games as well. So, uh, you know, they they've got a couple, you know, Benton. They've got a couple really good players that are former Badgers on the Steeler defense. Yeah, Benton, I think it's going to be a real good one, and they've gotten some good production out of Herbig when he's been in there as well for sure. Todd, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, don't want to keep you much longer. I know you got a busy day ahead of yourself and prepping for the game and have a great call on Saturday. Look forward to seeing you there at Akershire Stadium and welcome back to Pittsburgh. Uh, glad we could take some time. You keeping an eye on Penn State too, by the way, you tracking them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, obviously they just had to hire two new coordinators and I'm kind of excited about both of those guys and, and what they're going to bring uh, to the program. They just finished and wrapped up a good signing day. So, uh, and now it's it'll be fun to watch them play a, a really fun and exciting old Miss team, you know, with Lane Kiffin leading the way in the Peach Bowl. That should be a heck of a bowl game. Awesome, Todd. Thanks so much, and have a good call on Saturday, okay? All right, take care. Thanks. All right, Todd Blackledge, you're the Breakfast Bench Podcast.